Thank you for joining us for today's show. You can follow us on Facebook or visit our website at BeatitudesChurch.org. Beatitudes Radio, empowering people to enrich society. Our scripture comes from the book of Revelation and is at once apocalyptic and prophetical. And like the lens of the web telescope, it has the power to see beyond our established constructs and beliefs to reveal possibility and hope. Revelation 21, 1 to 5. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, And death shall be no more, neither shall there be mournings, nor crying, nor pain any more, for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Do thunderstorms give you goosebumps? When you're actually able to to see that, phenomena take place in the sky. Do you ever find yourself getting goosebumps? Do you know what creates goosebumps? Until this week, I didn't know. I just, they just happened to me. All of a sudden, in a moment of awe, there would just, goosebumps would pop up. So I decided to understand what the, the physiology behind that is. And here's what I discovered. Is that When we get goosebumps, the muscles around our hair follicles, they begin to contract. And when they contract, that's what creates those goosebumps that you feel. Now, the purpose of this is twofold. Primarily, it it serves when we are faced with a threat, when we experience fear. But it's not only us. There are other creatures that have the same phenomena that happens to them. They get goosebumps when they feel a threat. But what makes us unique as human beings is that we can experience goosebumps in moments of awe. Now, the word awe actually has two connotations that go with it. It has the idea of wonder, when you are exposed to the vastness, to the largeness of something that is beyond yourself, when you experience a mystery. But it's also, awe is mixed in with fear. And so I don't know about you, but when I'm in a thunderstorm, there's a part of me that loves it, and there's a part of me that kind of creates a little bit of fear, especially when they appear to be really close. But it's not just that that gives me goosebumps. There's other moments that take place in life that just created me this sense of awe. One of them 
is what happens down at La Jolla, California, twice a year. In La Jolla, California, at the pier there, there is a phenomenon that takes place only twice a year, and people go there and they have their cameras, and they line up hoping to get a picture like that. But not only that, but look at this next picture. You can actually see the sun, and it comes in perfectly in the midst in between that pier. Now, I don't know about you, but just talking about it right now, I get a little bit of goosebumps. Because just being at the ocean alone can give me goosebumps. There's such a feeling of awe walking out on a pier. I don't know about you, but there are times when I walk out on a pier and I will stand, I'm so thankful they have railings, I'll stand right next to the railing and look down. Which is really a stupid thing to do if you have fear of heights like I do. But in the midst of that, I have this feeling of wonder, but also this element of fear. I find the ocean to be fascinating, but it also scares me. That's the feeling of awe. Over the last year, we have had the opportunity to experience awe when it comes to the images that are coming to us from the Webb telescope. We are beginning to see more and more the mass amounts of galaxies that are out there. The cosmos is far larger than we ever thought it was. We are beginning to look at the history or the earliest formation of stars. The Webb Telescope has answered a lot of our questions, but it's also created a lot more of them. But the one thing that individuals say when they see these images is this feeling of awe. There's this vastness that is out there that we never had a clue about. But here's the beauty of it. Awe, that emotion, awe, can have a positive effect upon ourselves and upon our planet. You see, before the ancients could see beyond the naked eye when they looked in the sky, their hope, what gave them a sense of awe, was something that they created, a myth that they created in their minds. In the text that was read for us, Janelle shared, was in Revelation, there, that was their hope. That's what they believed in. That's what gave them a sense of awe. The mystery that somehow God was going to intervene in our world and create a new heaven and a new earth. But the writer of Revelation wasn't the first one to come up with this idea. It's actually found back in Isaiah. So from very early on, humanity has realized that the world is at a place where at times we feel there's no hope. And the only way that we can have hope when it comes to the future is to actually believe that God will intervene in our world and create again, this time a new heaven and a new earth, and in the midst of that will be the new Jerusalem. Well, we've learned so much since then. 
And with those discoveries, we begin to realize that these hopes may not be as realistic as they hoped back then. What I'd like to share with you today is that I believe that emotion of awe can actually evolve into a sense of hope for the future. When we experience awe, be it by looking at these photos or other things that come in our life, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to experience awe once I'm done preaching. And it's going to come from Dan. I've asked Dan to play a song that, to me, continues to give me goosebumps. It creates in me a sense of awe. Music does that. Art does that. And I believe that the more we can experience awe in our lives, the more hopeful we will be about the future. Why? For two simple reasons. Number one, awe has the ability to diminish oneself. Awe has the ability to di diminish one's self. Now, in today's society, if someone heard me say that, they would go like, well, why would you want to do that? Why would you want to diminish yourself? Instead, Tony, you ought to be promoting yourself. You need to market yourself and the church. You need to get on social media and continue to promote and promote and promote. If you look at the influencers that you can find on Instagram, YouTube, it's all about continually putting out information even if it's only 10 seconds, you are promoting yourself. You're not diminishing yourself. So why in the world would we want to diminish our own self? I think the reason why is because we realize who we really are. Have you ever heard the expression, He's gotten too big for his britches. It was actually coined by Davy Crockett when he was referring to another military official. And he said, that man has gotten too big for his breeches. And maybe that's what's happening to us today. Maybe we are thinking too highly of ourselves, individually and collectively. One writer in particular, I think, captured this idea beautifully when, he, when she says the following. Realizing that the earth is just a speck of dust in our galaxy, one person said that the images from the Webb telescope have made it appear that when you hold out your hand, at the, in the middle of your hand, there's a speck of sand. That's our planet. And he, this, she says that if we see that 
the Earth is just a speck of dust in our galaxy and that the Webb telescope can show us hundreds of galaxies in one single image that we have never seen before. That reminds everyone that ourselves, our egos, our goals, our accomplishments are so incredibly small in the grand scheme of the universe. I don't know about you, but there are times when I get so wrapped up in my life, my job, my family, my church, that I get too big for my britches. But what these images from the Webb telescope are teaching us is that this diminishment of oneself can actually be a positive thing. She goes on and says, to the extent that people feel less big, they are less likely to be driven by entitlement and narcissism. You see, folks, it's not just about you. It's not just about me. Now, the smallness that I am talking about is different than this idea of one's self-esteem and one's self-worth. I am not bringing those two together, and I understand that there are people that really struggle in their mental health when it comes to their sense of feeling comfortable with who they are and the value they have. So I'm not downplaying that. But there's something about understanding you in this larger realm of the universe that can create this sense of a future, especially when we allow this emotion awe to help us give hope for the future in the second way, and that is creating a sense of transcendence of oneself. See, it's one thing to think that we are small. It's another to be able to pull yourself back from yourself. Does that make sense? To be able to pull yourself back from yourself. Some individuals call this as becoming the watcher. That you actually can watch yourself. Awe has a tendency to do that. Because when you recognize that you are small, you also recognize that your smallness, those people around you, they're just as small. And when you can pull back from yourself, all of a sudden you begin to connect in a different way with other people. It's more than just me and mine. Now it's us. I think one of the frustrations that I experience 
is that it is so easy to become myopic, to focus just on that. For me, that is myself, my health, my future, my family, my job. And when I do that, I have a tendency to mentally isolate myself from others because all my time and energy is on this. What awe does for us, especially the awe that comes from these images, what awe does is it takes our circle that we are confined to and it just expands it. And all of a sudden, you realize that the problems you are experiencing, there's a lot of other people that are experiencing those same problems. The issues that face a local community are faced by other communities. Issues that are faced by countries are faced by other countries. I mean, all you have to do is look back at COVID. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't say, hey, let's go and strike the third world countries only. You know, the wealthy and all that, we'll leave them alone. No. And we realized that we were connected with everything in our planet. But unfortunately, we miss the awe. Because in the midst of COVID, one of the wealthiest countries in the world had a surplus of vaccines while third world countries went without. You see, when we miss out in the awe of the universe, when we no longer feel that by ourselves and as a country, what happens? We can't transcend ourselves and see the connection that exists between ourselves and other people, no matter where they are. And not our connection, not only throughout this planet, but the connection that we have in this galaxy. And beyond that, the universe. You are connected to all of this. And it puts life in a whole new picture. Recently in the news, we have been hearing two words quite frequently, and we are now hearing them in the mouth of politicians. Christian nationalism. Now, I'm not going to go into the pros and cons of that. I would make a great podcast. But I can just tell you briefly why it bothers me is because it's too myopic. We are far more 
than just this nation. And one of the challenges we need to start admitting to ourselves, and it's one that I believe churches like Church of the Beatitudes is poised to make a difference. Poised to make a difference is religion and Christianity. Last week, I asked you if your God is too small. Today, I ask you, is your Christianity too small? Eckhart Tolle, and again, I know there's people that like him and others that just think he's too foo-foo. But he says this about religion and how much accurate this statement is in the context of what we're getting from the Webb telescope. Religions, to a large extent, became divisive rather than unifying forces. Instead of bringing about an ending of violence and hatred through a realization of the fundamental oneness of all life, they brought more violence and hatred, more divisions between people as well as between different religions and even within the same religion. Religion became ideologies belief systems people could identify with and so use them to identify to enhance their sense of self. <laughs> I'm a progressive Christian. I'm an evangelical. I'm a fundamentalist. all based upon beliefs that we created or interpretations of the Bible that we are the most comfortable with. Through them, they could make themselves right and others wrong, and thus define their identity through their enemies, the others, the non-believers, or wrong believers, who not infrequently they saw themselves even justified in killing. So I ask you, is your vision of Christianity too small? Are the beliefs of Christianity, as you behold them, as you see them, are they too small? Are they divisive? Or are they unifying? Can you take your beliefs and imagine them being scattered across our planet? And if more people believed that, would it unify us? Would it bring us together?
Folks, this is all we got is this planet. All we got is each other. And I'm talking more than those of you in this room, those of you in Arizona, those of you in, in the United States. All we have is on this planet. And this planet is quite, quite small. But if you would introduce awe more frequently in your life, it would help you diminish yourself and you would see who you really are in the larger scope. And it would allow you to transcend yourself, your ideas, your beliefs in such a way that you could connect with all different forms of life. The beauty of all of this is you don't have to wait for a thunderstorm. You don't have to book a, a hotel in La Jolla so you can be there when this phenomenon happens only twice a year. You can experience awe all the time. We're going to have two examples for you to experience right now. You will hear Dan play an incredible piece of music. But before he does that, to the degree that you are comfortable, take your hand and hold it out and look at it. I mean, really focus on your hand. Notice the lines, the curves. Appreciate the wrinkles. Huh? You owe them. You've worked hard for them. And then look at the tips of your, of your fingers. Out of all the billions of people on our planet, those fingertips, that fingerprint is unique just to you. And now take and put your, put your hand into a fist. And then just once, one by one, extend your fingers. Think about how many muscles are required for you to do that. If just looking at your hand does not evoke this sense of awe, then look at your hand more often. Our hope does not have to be limited to a new heaven and a new earth. Our hope is in 
this planet and these heavens. What a gift you have to experience it. And now experience this song and allow yourself to be caught up in the awe of this moment. Thank you for joining us for today's show. You can help us to continue this program by making your donations at beatitudeschurch.org backslash online dash giving. Beatitudes Radio, empowering people to enrich society.